I'm transporting you to the opulent world of the French court, where King Louis XIV, known as the Sun King, permanently relocated his royal court to Versailles in 1682. Originally a hunting lodge, Louis transformed Versailles into a shimmering palace befitting his regal status. Picture it, well-heeled aristocrats, opulent gilded halls, and meticulously manicured gardens. Versailles is synonymous with grandeur. But what's hidden beneath this facade is a tale of dirt and stench that may just astonish you. Join me as we unlock the secrets of Versailles in the 17th century, where hot water was considered dangerous, chamber pots, gardens, and even stairs served as private bathrooms, and the scent of heavy perfumes battled the overwhelming stench of human waste. Are you ready? Welcome to a brand new episode of Beauty Unlocked, the podcast. If you're new to Beauty Unlocked, I'm Carissa, host of this circus. Welcome, friends. If you've been a long-time listener, you know all about the shenanigans and utter fuckery that is Beauty Unlocked. <laughs> Are you ready? Welcome, my loves, to another episode of Beauty Unlocked. I'm Carissa, and today we're delving deep into the sumptuous and scandalous world of the Court of Versailles. But hold on to your powdered wigs, my friends, because it's not all glamour and grandeur. We're about to uncover the hidden secrets of hygiene, or lack thereof, at one of history's most opulent courts. The 17th century held some peculiar beliefs about hygiene. Surprisingly, hot water baths weren't seen as pleasurable indulgences or hygienic necessities. In fact, many believed that bathing in hot water was detrimental to one's health. Historian Jules Harper enlightens us by saying the common belief was that warm water weakened the body and widened the pores, thus allowing diseases to enter. People everywhere, not just in France, found it much safer and better for their health to have a quick wash than a soak in a tub. Even the Sun King himself, Louis XIV, is said to have taken only two baths throughout his entire life, although that's disputed. But anyway, I digress. But this doesn't mean he disregarded hygiene altogether. He relied on alternative methods such as wiping himself down with a towel, using perfume and alcohol for body scrubbing, and practicing morning hand washing. Now let's turn our attention to the bathrooms at Versailles. Private bathrooms weren't exactly what you might expect. They often resembled chamber pots rather than the modern bathrooms we know today. Louis XIV, in particular, had a habit of entertaining visitors while seated on the commode, a practice not uncommon among his courtiers. Mm, that's what I love doing, watching someone shit in the morning and then going about their business, drinking coffee, or having breakfast. And this is why most royals had inflated egos. I'm so damn important that people want to see me shit. Back to our story. Nevertheless, all residents at Versailles would have had chamber pots or commodes in their private rooms. The more prestigious your position at court, the more likely you were to have a small closet in your chambers designated for such activities. Shockingly, the first flush toilet didn't grace Versailles until the reign of Louis XV, obviously the successor to the Sun King, who installed one for his personal use in 1738. Public bathrooms, however, were a nightmare. Considering the vast number of people residing in the palace, the supply of public use latrines was woefully inadequate. 
The strain on these facilities was tremendous, resulting in frequent overflows and sewage seeping through walls and floors into neighboring rooms. But the stench of Versailles didn't stop there. Witness accounts describe an unbearable olfactory assault throughout the palace, with descriptions like the unpleasant odors in the park, even the chateau makes one gorge rise, and gorge is la gorge's throat in French. Urine and feces permeated the communicating passages, courtyards, wings of the buildings, and corridors. It was even reported that a pork butcher roasted his pigs at the bottom of the minister's wing each morning, contributing to the foul smells. To combat this nauseating atmosphere, courtiers resorted to excessive perfume usage. Historian Alan Coben noted, To use excessive amounts of perfume was to protect oneself and to purify the surrounding air. Ironically, this only added another layer of fragrance to the already unbearable odors. The disposal of human waste at Versailles was equally unceremonious. Due to limited plumbing, chamber pots were often dumped out of windows, posing a hazard to anyone below. Passersby had to exercise caution, and even Marie Antoinette herself was rumored to have been struck by flying waste on occasion. When chamber pots weren't cast out of windows, they had to be transported to nearby cesspools that collected waste. With inadequate plumbing and the palace's high population density, many courtiers opted for convenience over discretion when answering nature's call. Witness accounts even describe the Princesse d'Arcourt and others urinating in public spaces. In 1702, Princess Elizabeth Charlotte of German descent recoiled at the behaviors she observed at the French court, stating, The people stationed in the galleries in front of our rooms piss in all the corners. It is impossible to leave one's apartment without seeing somebody pissing. It wasn't until Louis XIV's directive that servants began weekly waste cleanup. Interestingly, in the world of Versailles, clean linen was deemed more important than clean skin. Louis XIV's solution to sweat was simply changing his shirt when he got too sweaty, a practice emulated by his courtiers. They changed shirts multiple times a day, using it as a status symbol. Perfumes were employed not just to mask odors, but also to display wealth. Nonetheless, body odor remained a problem, as underarm deodorants weren't widely used until the 20th century. Oral hygiene also held importance. After a lifetime plagued by dental problems, the Sun King was toothless by the time of his passing in 1715. Dental issues were common among French aristocrats due to their indulgence in decadent treats made with sugar. Despite this, having a good mouth became a beauty ideal at Versailles. A 17th-century text, The School of Venus, described a beautiful woman as having even and very white teeth. Courtiers employed various powders and mouthwashes to create the illusion of healthy teeth. By the mid-18th century, oral hygiene had evolved into a symbol of elegance, partly thanks to advances in dentistry. Now let's talk wigs. Louis XIV popularized wigs in France as a means to conceal thinning hair. However, these wigs often became infested with lice, leading to unique methods of pest control. Men resorted to shaving their heads to wear wigs and avoid lice, while women mostly retained their natural hair. The palatial hygiene woes even extended to food preparation. On one unfortunate occasion, sewage seeped into Marie Antoinette's private kitchens, contaminating everything. 
Louis XIV's dining rituals included hand-washing, but evidence suggests that food preparation and handling were not always sanitary. It's no big surprise there. As a result, intestinal parasites, including tapeworms, tormented many at Versailles. Even the king himself suffered from tapeworm infestations. Versailles' sanitary issues were further compounded by its unfortunate location. Originally a hunting lodge, it lacked proximity to flowing water for waste disposal. Additionally, it was situated on what was described as shifting sand and marsh. When Louis XIV decided to make Versailles his permanent residence, he exacerbated the hygienic challenges. The growing population and lack of proper infrastructure placed an insurmountable burden on the palace's army of servants and caretakers, who struggled to manage the mountains of filth and waste produced by courtiers. And to add to the chaos, feral and domestic cats roamed the palace grounds. Some members of the court kept pets, while others were attracted by the heaps of food waste and the rodents they hunted. Unfortunately, this feline presence brought new sanitation problems, with cat excrement littering the palace grounds. Even the remains of deceased cats could be found along the town's main thoroughfare. But Versailles wasn't only known for its hygiene woes, it also harbored a hidden world of romantic liaisons. The forest surrounding the palace grounds became a rendezvous spot for workers and nobles alike. As Louis XIV moved his court to Versailles, the town became a hotbed of amorous encounters. Oh my. While publicly, Louis policed sex workers and marked them as sinners, in private he maintained numerous mistresses, a stark contrast to his public moral stance. In an attempt to address the sanitation issues, Louis XV initiated renovation projects, extending sewage pipes to distance the palace from its cesspools of human waste. However, the legacy of unhygienic practices at Versailles endured long after his reign. And there you have it, my loves, the story of hygiene, or should I say, lack thereof, at the court of Versailles a place where luxury and filth waltzed in a complex dance, proving that even amidst opulence, the realities of life couldn't be entirely masked. Don't forget to check the show notes where you can find the links to our social media and give us a follow. And if you enjoyed this episode, leave us a sparkling review, as sparkling as the vampires in Twilight. Stay safe, my loves, stay hydrated, and you will hear from me next week. Bye! Make it clap, 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 clap. Make it clap, 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 clap. Make it clap, clap, clap. Make it clap, clap, clap. Make it clap.